live. What's up, y'all? Live. What's, What's up? What's going on? Up, Happy Black Panther up. weekend. Happy Black Panther. <laughs> Happy yes. record-breaking Black, Black Panther, Panther weekend. Oh, weekend. 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 Yes. <laughs> right. T'Challa. We can at least say that much. Yeah. Right? That yeah. is, it yeah. is shattering records. So. That it is. And we will definitely be discussing that during this podcast, mm-hmm. but we'll save it to the end. So those of you who listen to the meat of the podcast, if you don't want any spoilers, feel free to exit mm-hmm. at the time we mention it. So... Yes yes yes, 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 yes. Please do. But in the meantime, so how's everyone doing others? tonight? Oh, I'm doing fine. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm doing very well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> no, let me stop. All is going well. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> now I'm doing well. So guess, um, guess who I met last night? Who was that? Who? I met Bryant, the rapper and uh, what? Actor. Who? Mm-hmm. Bryant, I the gay rapper. Honestly. Yes, Bryant. I mean, well, I hate yeah. to just kind of like box him in like that, but <laughs> but he had this song called Ice Cream that used to used to little keep my jam back in the day, and also it doesn't hurt that he is um quite attractive as well. So he is, and he's he's one of those people who is just as attractive in person that he is like online. Or whatever. Oh. Um, but I met him because, um, and, I, and Lamont will probably be listening because he listens to our podcast. But you, for the, for our viewers, y'all remember that then we did a single for two singles actually for Miles and Cow, right? And for the art the art house, and so the uh, the head of the art house, you know, director, producer, all of that, Lamont, um, has relocated his company to New York. And they're shooting all these shows, and um, Brian is in one of the shows called. Uh, green forest forest green i gotta look it up to make sure i don't get it wrong mm-hmm. but um he's in one of the shows and so lamont and i were just trying to get up just to hang out and stuff but he had a shoot last night and he's like well if you want to come on set man come come through and i said like, okay oh, wow. cool and so yeah so it was in brooklyn so i drove to brooklyn and um you know knocked on the door or whatever and then um i heard lamont behind the door saying hey can you let him in and so the dude was like yeah sure and so when he opened up the door i said like, oh it's bryant you know and so uh, yeah, so he was really cool, and there's some other actors there. They were really cool, and I actually had a chance to um, do a little sound. So when y'all see an episode, that was me doing the sound. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I was like, I was, I was, I was holding the boom pole and that stuff. And of course, Demarcus, as you know from our our stuff, that's something that we know how to do. Yes, so, it is. Um, yeah, so I was helping to run sound or whatever, and um, it was it was cool because a lot of the stuff that we've done. Um, with B&B Visual Studios has been like music videos and um, all types of stuff, but we haven't really done um, like series type stuff. So this was like a different feel and um, it was really cool. But anyways, um, yeah, so Bryant was really nice. He was he was really cool. All the actors and actresses there were really cool. Lamont, of course, as we who we know, was extra cool. It was my first time meeting him in person. You know, we've communicated so much over the last couple of years with related stuff. Yeah, we we've talked on the phone, we we've all of that, but we've never actually met in person. And so <laughs> I actually kind of thought about you, Eric, because he said something 
when he first saw me that people always say to me and to you from what you've said. <laughs> they yeah. thought we'd be and taller. And that is, I thought you were going to be taller, right? <laughs> now, my, the, now the, fun, the funny thing is, Lamont is, is our height. Well, me, me and you, Eric, me and your height. And DeMarcus, I know you're a little bit taller than us, but he's our height. And so he's like, man, I thought it was going to be the... The shorty once again. He's like, "Oh, I thought you were gonna be taller." And I was like, "I know everyone says that. Everyone says that." But anyways, yeah. it was it was real chill. It was real cool, and um, yeah, it was it was fun. It was fun to be on set. So that's dope. I don't know. I might I might be seeing more of everyone depending on you know different stuff. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, but for our viewers, I'm sure y'all already know about the art house and the Miles and Cow. But they got other shows, <laughs> many other shows. So check them out and uh, support them because they got some good stuff going on. Yes, yes. Some good stuff. And let me just say this one quick thing. Sorry, I just want to get the right thing and then we can move right along. The show that Bryant is on is called Ghosts of Fort Green. That's the name. It's an original series. Ghosts of Fort Green. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's going to be streaming starting in March. So right now they're, they're getting scenes together, but it hasn't been officially released yet. But if you go to the Art House TV on Instagram, you can see some clips of some pictures. And actually, if you go to one of the pictures that they posted up on the Art House and Lamont's page and Brian's page, you'll see me in one of the pictures against the wall holding the boom pole. Amen. But anyways, <laughs> that's that. So. <laughs> it was fun. It was Dope. fun. So that's awesome. But let us continue. No, and, I, and I'm sorry if you. I'm sorry. I don't know if you guys or the listeners can hear me doing a little vocal stuff in the background. Um, I. <laughs> I haven't had, I had like a lull. <laughs> Normally I'm teaching up until the time of the podcast, but I had a bit of a lull and mm-hmm. I watched a particular singer performing the national anthem. And after seeing her, it made me really oh. feel compelled to do some more actually, vocal let's exercises. Talk about that. Let's, yeah. let's discuss we, that we, real we quick. We can actually talk about yes. that. Let's talk about Fergie. My, my feelings. Yeah. I'm just going to quickly say my feelings. It's real short. Go for it. It was a mess. I understand what she was trying <laughs> to do. I, I get <laughs> I thought it was cool that she was trying something different and trying to mm-hmm. jazz it up and make it a little make it her own like a memorable um, performance and it was memorable just for the wrong reasons <laughs> um, it was a hot mess it was really a hot mess and I know some people are like oh I didn't think it was that bad no it was from a singer's perspective it was really mm-hmm. bad it was really yeah, bad. I hear that all the fucking time where people be like, it wasn't that bad. You're a vocal coach. You're a singer. So you be looking harder. At, you be listening extra critically. No, it's that's just... True. That's kind of sort of true, but not really. But <laughs> it was just bad. Right. <laughs> Truthishly? Right. Because the thing is, right. this, this is the thing. I'm going to tell you what I told my dude. I think Fergie actually has an, uh, an incredible voice. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that performance is incredible, but if you listen back to back in the day, she was with a group called Wild yeah. Orchid, and they had this mm-hmm. song called At Night I Pray, and she was the lead, and she was like, If you're not Like, she had, like, the, the sister girl kind of sound. She was right. like Christina before Christina was Christina, like, a little bit. Um, and so <laughs> right. she had that like mm-hmm. I mean just to be real she, had, she was like the, the blonde girl with the big black woman voice mm-hmm. you know and that's just kind of, kind of right. what she had but I was telling my dude I was like I think a lot of times um, and without naming names y'all know especially Mike knows I talk to him about it more I get a lot of anytime I get a celebrity client it's almost always because they've damaged their voice they're famous mm-hmm. already but they've damaged their voice and have to come to me I think sometimes I'm not I don't know Fergie personally but I think sometimes singers get so caught up into 
like my image and my look and my persona, they forget, oh, wait, fuck, I actually have to sing too. I forgot. And I think they kind of, I think mm. the vocal training and the musicianship kind of goes on the back burner because she looked great. Mm-hmm. I saw her in pictures with Michael B. Jordan and shit and she was looking, I was like, okay, Fergie, you look good, you know, for what it is, you know. Mm. But um, I think mm-hmm. that. You sound like trash. Oh, sorry. And I and I know nerves can be a thing too, <laughs> well, but also I feel mm-hmm. like if you're well trained, nerves are gonna only affect you, but so much at the so level much. she's at mm-hmm. and all the stuff yeah. she's done. I'm like you at a place yeah. now where like damn, that was a lot. And but for the record, I don't think she has a horrible voice. I don't think that she has no talent. I just think that. That particular Y'all know it's athletic and people don't get it. Like you gotta training is a thing. And, and I know in the black community, especially, we're like natural, 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 natural. But if you don't take care of it, it's like being out of shape in the conventional sense. Like, even if you used yeah. to be an athlete back in the day, if you've been sitting on your mm-hmm. ass for the past few years and not really doing nothing, you're not gonna have the same form if you go back out on the track or out on the court or, or out on the on the mm-hmm. floor or wherever on the balance beam, whatever it may be. And so I feel like to me mm-hmm. it was obvious that she was vocally out of shape. Yep. Yeah, and I also I just I, in addition to that because I do agree with all of that. I also just didn't like the musicality aspect. Like I didn't <laughs> yeah. I didn't like the arrangement. You know what I mean? I didn't like the different. arrangement. It was too. I, different. Yeah, it was, and 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 for it to be so different, I felt like it was so inconsistent. Like, have you have you heard um, Marvin Gaye's version? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and I didn't like his either, but right. but I felt like because I because I felt like it was so different. I mean, everyone was yeah. like, "Oh, this is the best, yeah. is the best." I didn't I didn't yeah. I didn't care for his rendition either, but I do felt like I felt like the way that he was using his voice in terms of the tone, the tonal quality, um, was kind of consistent. Like Fergie, at one point she was using so much twang, then she was using so much of this and that. It was like so many different so vocal styles twang. in one performance. <laughs> Outright, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like you're using so many colors right now. It was just way too much. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, like, oh I know goodness. you're not even trying to be funny, but that's just, it's so accurate that it's funny. Yeah, it was, right. I was just telling was a student like, earlier, oh, no. I, Michael, it's so funny because I was just telling a student earlier, her manager was saying that she sings kind of dry and bland. And I told her, I was like, you do mm. have many more colors and textures your voice is capable of. Like, but wait, 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 wait. I was like, I don't want you going crazy <laughs> and just arbitrarily right. throwing your voice around, just doing anything. And it's funny because I was right. actually talking about another white female vocalist who's known for that. And, and, and it's, it's just so, but it's a, it's a lot of singers will just give everything they got all the time to the mm. point where it makes no sense. It's just inappropriate. And you know what I think Fergie was trying to do? There's an old video of Mariah Carey singing um, Oh Beautiful, um, you know, America the Beautiful, whatever. And the, oh, beautiful, mm. oh, spacious sky. And she's doing it like in her old mm. bluesy. I'm not Mariah Carey, but she's doing it in an old bluesy way. And it worked. And she was obviously nervous then, too. She was very young. I believe she was still like 19, maybe 20. And she did like a bluesy thing, but it worked because the voice was still there. And also... and. I know, again, y'all have heard me say this a lot. A lot of times when artists do arrangements like what Fergie did, it's because they're low-key trying to mask technical yeah. Yeah. weakness. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like part of the reason why the musicality mm-hmm. was weak is because I think it wasn't done for musicality's sake. I feel like yeah. it was done for the sake of trying to cover up. It was, you know... Um, like she was trying to she was trying to she was trying to cover it up like i feel like she was trying to mask some things and i feel like Mm -hmm. you can't bullshit it like that like it it just shows so i feel like 
Yeah. It was a cute idea, but the execution. I hate I hate critiquing vocalists because I feel like people are gonna try to use my words against like weaponize it against certain people or whatever. But Ferg ain't worried about me. But mm. I think, like I said, I think she, I think the girl could sing. I think she just needed to. I think she needed to stop playing because unfortunately, I'm gonna say this again. I just I hate that it's like this, but um, a lot of times singers of that caliber don't really get on their training for real for real again. Until they're literally on the brink on the brink of losing their voice forever, and it takes that. Right. I hope it doesn't take that for mm-hmm. her. But I could hear <sighs> she wasn't connected to her body like at all. Like she was just mm. all on her vocal folds. And we know that there are coaches who teach that. I don't get too technical with the pedagogy, but it was like all twang, mm-hmm. all glottal compression, but like with no real. <sighs> it was just all on her throat, basically. And I was like, "Girl, like mm. you know better. You know, I've heard you do better." Like there's an old old clip that yeah. used to be online, um, of Fergie singing national anthem with her group, and she was murdering it. Like her voice was so powerful, so strong, and mm. now it's like she was just trying to be too sultry. And I don't know. I'm gonna shut up. But it, it just bothers me because I know she could do better. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know if. She- She'll like have a chance to redeem herself or what? But I hope not. Now nah, let me stop. Uh, so silly. But y'all, we'll, y'all we'll, can we'll use have... whatever y'all want to use against me. It was a hot ass mess. And oh no, I agree. I just I mean, it was, but you know, I think the general mm. consensus is that it was a mess. But like you said, Eric, I mean, I know nerves come into play. You know, I get it. But damn, I mean, if if you have any inkling that you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if you if you have any inkling that you're gonna be a little bit nervous, keep it simple. You know, just keep it real simple. I know, you know that was yeah. a specific arrangement, but within mm. the arrangement, keep it simple. Then you know that might make it a little bit easier. <laughs> you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm laughing because first of all, yes, I absolutely agree. But I remember in my in the height of my performance anxiety stages where I would have been singing something and I would hit like a horrible note and I yeah. knew it was wrong. Like the note was wrong and I felt it. And you would think DeMarcus and Eric, I agree that, okay, make keep it simple, pull back. But <laughs> something happens. <laughs> you keep going higher and louder for some yeah. <laughs> It's like some something crazy. Like it's like, oh my gosh, I'm fucking up more, more, more. And I don't I don't know what it is. And it's like you start to push, you start to yell and scream, and it's like, oh god, I think you it's know a what? I done messed up of, now. I'm about to go for it. It's like panic plus it's like it's like I gotta right. show them I could do this. Like I gotta I gotta I gotta right. throw yeah. something out right. here. I gotta throw something exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she did, she did one part. What was it? I think it was going into the last like chorus or something, and she did like a wailing note. Yeah, and I was, was like, okay, she, she just she just she just throwing it out now. Like exactly. she just Christina she did just the same thing when she, when she did the national anthem and she messed up the words. Then it became yeah, <laughs> right. I'm like, okay, what we didn't even do, what we even saying anymore? Like, but she was just like, I right, gotta remind right. y'all that I can actually do something. Mm. And I'm like, okay, okay, like, <laughs> but, <laughs> like you can sing, but this don't even have nothing to do with what we doing right now. It has so, nothing to do. Yeah, but Woo. it's like I was oh, telling you, I, I have a a 16 year old student who's um, I could say her name. I'm not saying nothing bad. Um, I have a 16 year old mm-hmm. student, Shalia Fearing. Um, she's been on The Voice. She was actually on Christina Aguilera's team, uh, and mm. she's she's doing a lot of big stuff. And I was telling her um, that I feel bad <laughs> because, like, 
there used to be a time, not not even so much in our generation, but like like singers aren't allowed to develop themselves anymore. Like like maybe I know kind of like before, like right before our time, even for the three of us. Like you had singers like Patti LaBelle or People Bryson. Like you could be an adult and have a career. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you could you could take time yeah. to graduate from college if you wanted to, or like to take some le- like to train mm-hmm. for years and years. Or like Rochelle Farrell always mm-hmm. talks about all the training she had. I feel like now there's so much pressure to just like come out as young as possible. And even if you're not, because not that sh- not that Fergie's so young, but I feel like there's so much pressure too to like. It's always been about image. But I feel like now, maybe because of social media, it's like more about image than like ever before. Oh, oh yeah, it mm-hmm. absolutely is. I was actually ta- I was talking to someone, um, talking to a friend of mine recently about. I don't know if y'all kept up with some of the stars or the people who have come from uh, the four or whatever four the four. No, I don't. I don't. That, I don't like, like those Diddy kind of shows and... in general. Nothing against the contestants specifically. Yeah. I don't know who's on it, but th- those shows like when when P Diddy and like. Um, and what's the white girl's name? Megan Trainer or giving like vocalist advice? It just kind of irks me, so I just kind of right, right. Yeah. No, yes. I feel you. Mm. Well, one one of the the people who has kind of blown up at least on social media from it, um, she she's sixteen. She just started or whatever. Now she has a, a huge social media following now, like a million or two million people or whatever, based off of. Um, her presence on the show or whatnot, and so she's like this white girl who has. Um, faux locks or whatever and um she has this like different tonal quality Mm. um i'm i'm not featuring it as they say but you know she is different though she is different but my whole point is she just came onto the scene you know right and she had put up a picture on her instagram page and like like i said she has like a million or two million followers now she put up a picture on the instagram page and it was her and p diddy and another instagram follower he has like 1.5 million followers on his page or whatever, so I guess he's known in some way. But he put as a, a comment on the on her picture, icons. And so oh, I was like, wow. see, this is what I'm talking about, how nowadays you don't even have to prove yourself to even be considered by this generation of being iconic and being, you know, no being worthy of such accolades and stuff. And it, it, I feel like the bar <clears throat> is just getting lower and lower in terms of what we consider quality yeah, music or, lo- or longevity and yeah. career. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this crazy. How you... <laughs> Come on now, you're giving an iconic to someone who just came out, and I know it's subjective <laughs> right, in terms of right, you like her voice right. or not. But yo, this doesn't even make any sense. Like now, like it doesn't even hold a special meaning anymore, you know. Um, and and even with um, and then also I'll move on after this. Even with uh, Quincy Jones, who had this crazy revelations from his uh, his article. I know everyone was focusing on the aspect of what he said about you know uh, Marlon Brando fucking this dude and fucking that dude. But in in that same article, he talked about how a lot of artists today are not taking the time to really hone their craft and really right. to learn the musicality right. that makes you a great musician. Right. You know what I mean? And yep. it's it's true. Like anything is going now, and I'm like, oh my god. Right. You but, know, I think about yeah. it a lot because y'all know I was um offered a deal with J Records back in the day or whatever. And um and mm-hmm. I think often these days as I prepare to record some new stuff, like I'm so glad that I didn't proceed forward with that stuff back then because right. I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like not really. Like I was ready enough, I guess, to be seen and to, and to have people offer me a deal. But looking back, I didn't know what mm-hmm. I was doing. And like like a lot right. of the a lot of the artists who come to me these days seeking my help, I'm like I would have been one of them. You know, like I would have hurt myself mm-hmm. physically, like vocally. I mean. And and um and I wouldn't have 
Mm-hmm. And also, you kind of, I used to hate when people would tell me this when I was younger, but you kind of don't even really know who you are. You know what I mean? And and, I, <laughs> and I, right. I, I hate that because I feel like sometimes older adults can kind of almost attempt to invalidate the entire existence of a young person. That like, is true. Yeah, like until true. you reach this mm-hmm. age, your life doesn't count. And I feel like that's bullshit too. Because <laughs> I'm like, because, you know, right. when I was... Every stage of life I've been at, well, you know, once you get to be 18, then you'll know. Once you get to be 25, once you get to be 30, once you get to be 40. It's like, well, nigga, damn, when do I get to be, when do I get to count? When do, <laughs> when does my life become valid when I'm on my deathbed? Fuck, you know? And so sometimes right. it's, a, it's a thing that I and notice a glory. lot of people do. Yeah, especially like in the, um, and I always have to make it gay, but in the black gay community, black older black gay men are very ageist, you know? And so yeah. while, while yes, they, they prize are. youth... They also kind of resent it, and so you hear a lot of times them talk mm-hmm. about like how oh well, they're just young, and when you you're at that age, and da 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 da. But all that being said, I think at the same time, uh, if you're if you're a rare vulnerable person, you could do some great stuff. But otherwise, you're going to just be tossed to and fro by the industry mm-hmm. types, and it's just kind of. Yeah. And the thing is, it's tough for me because y'all. I don't put certain clients on blast. I have some teenage clients that are more visible than others, but I work with teenagers mm-hmm. in the industry every day and I see the shit that they have to deal mm-hmm. with. And, um, and it's like mm-hmm. you, and the only way you can make it through, the only people I see who do, who make it through and kind of keep their sanity and develop better careers to the people who have a lot of family around them and who, um, yeah. And who really are kept humble and like, and that's so important. But if you get too many, you're iconic and you're the next this person or that person. And also, you know, a lot of young people don't know their history. Because I had a student the other day. I brought up Whitney Houston. And she was like, oh, I know her. She had that song with Enrique Iglesias. Oh, you know what? oh my that. lord. And that's You know what? That just so, makes me mad. So so I I made wow. her listen. I made her listen to All yes, the Man That I make Need her. and watch the video. And I made Thank her you. also listen to... Um, Whitney singing "God Me Great Jehovah" uh, at the Arsenio Hall oh, show, yes. and I was like, "I'm gonna start mm-hmm. you off with this, but your homework is to look at some stuff from this era." And she's like, "Oh my God, she was so pretty! Oh my God, she could sing like this. She sounds like Ariana Grande." Uh, oh my! You know what? Well, we like, about you know, to end this podcast like, right know. now. Like, there's nothing say, else to uh, talk about. Oh, uh, like you know, I'm done. Like you know, no. we have Forget we have it. so it, much work. We to have do. lost. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, um, Ariana Grande wouldn't exist if it was. But my whole point is a lot of them literally, I think sometimes I forget that. I think every generation goes through this, though. But a lot of the younger people coming up, they don't know. They don't know. Like, they they know Christina and they know, like, I don't say whack artists. I think Christina's talented, but they know Christina and Beyonce and, and, and these and the rap artists, like, to them, rap began with Jay Z, and that's like as far back as it goes, mm. and and stuff like that, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah. And if they know anything about opera, they think it's like Sarah Brightman, or you know what I mean. So it's like they don't, or like right. <laughs> Jackie Ivanko from um from like America's America's Got Talent. They're like, you know, it's like they don't mm. they don't really know. It's just kind of like, it's just it's that's just kind of like I don't even know how to finish that. It's just kind of like shit. Be like it is. It's kind of like whack. Mm. <sighs> We got we got to train these children because that's that, a child that, in the way that they should go. I know. Let the children they grow up and they depart from you. Yeah, they, they know what that's music to listen to. Right, they'll still know the music listen to. Right. <laughs> oh, oh man, I crazy. literally can't even. Yeah. 
Mm. But as we well, move anyways, to our next topic here. Yeah. Uh, you always gonna read this thing. Oh, I was just gonna jump right in and say white people crazy, but go ahead. Oh, but that's oh, also Lord. a thing. We can do. We can do that. We can. Wait, do was that. there something else? What were you about to read? I was gonna read the thing about the um, about the that I just lost about the black families to get y'all the views on it. Oh, oh, know. right, 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 right. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, oh, I jumped see. into something else. My bad. Go ahead. It's all we about to get good. to that. We about to get. I just wanted to soften the to blow to a little bit. I just wanted shooting. to soften the blow. Um, but I came mm. across this on my Twitter, um, and it says, uh, "Black parents do this thing where all of a sudden they want you to be completely open with them when they never set the tone or started the relationship in that way." And then it goes on to say. From, age, from ages 12 to 19, feelings and expressing yourself are banned. And then when you're older, you must be open and best buds. Slight adjustments we could fix in our generation. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. want to see, like, do you kind of, do you feel like that's the case? Or do you feel like she's being a bit harsh? Or like, what do you think? Mm-hmm. From my own experience, I will say that is pretty accurate. Um, because... <clears throat> At least from my own experience, as I just mentioned, for me personally, <laughs> me as as far me, as me myself concerned, personally as an individual, <laughs> and yeah. and I and I, um, expressing yourself in that form uh, was pretty much forbidden. Like you couldn't really you could be yourself, but you know if you had certain feelings about any particular topic or any particular anything, for the most part, it was basically shut your mouth because you're not you're not an adult but then (laughs) i realized and it actually that kind of carried over into my adulthood uh, a little bit but um i think at this point my mom knows now like she's not gonna be able to stop me from saying anything i want to say and and i I pretty much told her i was like you know you you pretty much say everything you want and i kind of got that from you so why would you expect that of me um but yeah Mm -hmm. I, i do i do agree with that at least, I, I know that's not the case in every family, but right. it does seem to be the case in a lot of families, especially in the South. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing how like black culture can be because we can know that something is to be true, even though we may not have directly experienced it mm-hmm. um, because of our friends, you know, our, our friends, friends and what, and what yep. we've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I know for me, um, it is true, then kind of not true-ish. It's definitely true in a sense of, the um, not expressing, you know, to a certain extent, because I remember one specific moment, and I might even share this on a podcast before. Um, I can't remember what happened, but something happened between me and my dad, and I was really, really upset about whatever the the situation was. And I remember writing down my feelings, how I felt about it, on a piece of paper, and I must have left it out on my desk or on my bed or something. And my dad found it, and he got so mad. Because I guess he was just, he couldn't stand the fact that I was expressing, you know, um, how I felt. And, and I guess, I'm sure he felt it was a reflection on him or whatever. And um, he was he was just mad. He was like, don't you be saying this or don't be writing this and all this type of stuff. And then after he, you know, argued or whatever, and he left the kitchen because we were standing in the kitchen, my mom came up to me and she was like, and this is why I said it, it kind of changes a little bit. She said, listen you can express yourself and you can write your feelings out. That's totally fine. If you want to do that, then you need to have that outlet. And so that was kind of like a a difference. Like, so I did have the aspect of a parent trying to kind of 
quench some expressions, even written expressions. But then the other parent was like, no, you're, it's okay if you do that. So that's how I kind of go back and forth on it. Now, as an adult, in terms of now, all of a sudden, let's be open or whatever. Um, not really, because I know some things <laughs> they ain't trying to be open with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some, some, some things they rather me just, I, get, I think, just kind of do what I need to do with that. But, but not necessarily closed off either. I do feel like there's a sense. I, actually, no. I do feel like there's a sense from them of, you know, let's be more intimate or let's be closer because we're family but you know from things that happen in the childhood it's kind of back and forth with that so i'm kind of in between i'm in the middle i'm in the middle with this i it, it is kind of my experience but it, it kind of isn't so yeah, yeah if that makes no, sense no i, I yeah, feel yeah. you and, and like you said about having friends and stuff like i have a, a few friends that i've heard say um you know now that i'm older mom dad grandma mm-hmm. whomever both they want to be all like buddy buddy and we didn't lay the groundwork yeah. for that you we know go, and so yeah we didn't right. go into that yeah yeah so one right. thing i could tell you from my personal experience as especially as a human but also as a teacher i've heard fellow black people remark upon how well-spoken little white kids can be and like oh my god they're so mm. well-spoken like they're so young but they're like little mm-hmm. adults and because i've taught i've taught i've taught white kids and black kids in the exact same age brackets um and i'm on, i won't name mm. where i taught but as michael really knows um and i guess dear mm. also knows i taught um uh i taught at a very very black place <laughs> and then i taught at a very very white place <laughs> and um mm-hmm. same age bracket very different ability i would say intelligence was the same in both groups but the mm. white group's ver- verbal capacity and their ability to express themselves using words was far superior. It just was. And I think in large mm. part, that's because they were allowed to do so at home. Because I'm going to be real. Like, I was mm, considered yeah. a very articulate yeah. child, but I never felt like I could just talk to my parents. Certainly not about anything right. about yeah. anything that right. they didn't like. Or especially to offer, like, an, uh, like an opposing viewpoint an opinion. to anything. An opinion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You, and you the couldn't thing formulate is, your own opinions. <laughs> and one, one interesting thing I mean, about right. Being, and it, I mean... Yeah, yeah. One interesting thing about being black is I feel like we're not really allowed to say what we're saying now, but you weren't mm-hmm. really allowed an opinion. It was constantly this idea of you are a child and I'm the adult. Yep. And so you're not allowed yep. to say, I, and I think what's good for me is I had siblings, so I was able to voice stuff. And kind of like what Mike did with writing his feelings out, me and my brothers could go off to the side and have a powwow about how we felt. And we could lean on each right. other in that way. Mm-hmm. But, um, but as far as like, it wasn't until I was much older. I'm gonna tell you this too. Like, I've gotten in trouble for sharing stuff about my family in the past, but hopefully, I just I feel like I gotta be real. Like, when we got older, I'll say that we had to kind of teach our parents how to talk to us because yeah, I, it was I like yeah, because yeah, they because they didn't know because into in their defense, our parents didn't grow up in the generation where they could really talk to their parents. You know what I mean? Yeah. So not yeah. typically, right, right. not culturally. So we had to be like, you know, hey, you can't have it both ways. Like if you're gonna, if you want to be close, because I would say at one point there might have even been a little resentment. That might be a too strong of a word, but my dad kind of felt like, how come we're not, you know, the past is in the past. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not the way life works. So um, you right. have to, right. you have to communicate. And we had some uncomfortable conversations, but we had to present like, hey, um, 
I'm a whole person. I'm a human now. Job well done, you guys. Yeah. But I'm but I'm grown now. Yeah. So like, if we're gonna talk, we have to talk. And I'll say, my parents share a lot of stuff now, and my relationship with both of them is amazing now. But we had to work yeah. through mm-hmm. a transition period that was a bit rocky. Not so much having fights or anything, but it was just kind of uncomfortable at times because. We didn't grow up that way. And I think my parents were even voiced shock at times, particularly my father, at how much we felt like we couldn't talk to him. But I'm learning that they were doing the best that they... I believe in taking responsibility for your actions, but I also believe in compassion and understanding that mm-hmm. one thing I learned is that your parents are still humans. They were born before you, but they still got shit too. You know what I mean? That they had to yeah. try to work through right. and learn through. And so that's mm-hmm. been a... Um, but all that to say, I found it quite true and relatable, the uh, the statement, the Twitter statement. And I and I do think that going forward, if I ever have a child, you know, me and my dude have talked about adopting a son or something, that I mm-hmm. I want him to watch how he says what he says, but I like as far as being respectful, but I do want him to be able to say it. You know, I don't I don't want to yeah, punish yeah. Yeah. my child for having thoughts, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm laughing because I remember now one thing I can say. And it, it does go back to my father. Um, I remember getting beatings, and you just beat me, and I'm I'm in the midst of crying. You talking about be quiet before I give you something to cry yeah. about? <laughs> I you, come on now, like Michael. what am I supposed to do? Like you Honestly, done took that belt and went to town. <laughs> I think that is a, and I know somebody might be like, oh dear, that's a little extreme, but I really think is that stems from uh, prior days of. You said it. Yeah. You said mm-hmm. it. I mean, it, it does. I do agree with that. It was just one of those I things where that. you know, if if you're getting whipped mm-hmm. by massa, you better not cry. Right. So shut your mouth before I give you something right. to say, really cry about, like cutting off a exactly. Limb. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I and I mentioned that to say, you know, just in the same vein of what we're talking about, how. The, ex- the the unreasonable expectation of some parents, you know, not to allow you to express yourself, even in the midst of a highly emotional, physical moment that you caused, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and still trying to silence the child. I just yep. think that is damaging. I, I even think it has a lot to do with our incidence of strokes and heart disease in the black community as well. I know people say, oh, it's diet and right. this and that. But one thing I've learned from the work that I do, um, and I work with doctors and stuff right. all the time, is that unfelt feelings are poisonous and um yes we live in a culture and this is also just western culture but i think i think the volume on all of these ideas um is turned up in black culture like i have one thing i was just telling my dude is how i hear very often a black man will say yeah i didn't even cry i don't cry i mean so-and-so died right right and it's like this sense of pride i'm like dude you're not winning like that's exactly exactly it's like we see the suppression of emotion is being tantamount to actual strength. And that's not what it is. So it's this whole idea is like the better you are at hiding your feelings and not displaying them, then you're stronger. And my favorite is I'm talking normally. You're yelling. You're yelling. I'm talking normally. That passive aggressive right. thing that people do. <laughs> and so, again, it's like right. if, you, if you express it's emotion, annoying. if you express emotion, you lose. You know, so it's like you're the one getting mm-hmm. upset. You're the one being sensitive. You're the one who can't control yourself. You're the one who's less evolved even, you know, in some cases. But me, because I'm so stoic in my, in this affected manner, then this makes me a better person. It's so stupid, but I feel like it's killing us. But I, I work with um, 
because as you know, uh, it's it's a big part of what we do with the A approach method that we teach. It's like if you're locked up emotionally, <laughs> the voice ain't gonna come out right, you know. And so right, I just see right. I see that a lot every day, especially with black men. It's like they're supposed to sing like a tender song about their mom or something. And it sounds like they're yelling, you know? And I'm like, dude, be, right. mm-hmm. be vulnerable. Like, I need you to... And they're like, how? Like, like where? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, they right. just... Because mm-hmm. you know that song? Um, you tell me everything and everything you're giving me. I always keep Mama. it inside. Yeah. And so I yeah. had a student and he was like, you tell me everything and everything you're giving me. I always keep it. I was like, dude, dude. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> whoa. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Mama, you know I love you, you, you know. I'm like, dude, chill the fuck out. Like, why are you so aggressive right happening? now? But it's like this mm. whole, it's like this fear of showing any, but, and I don't want to get two sidetracks. I know we have other stuff to talk about, but I think it all connects because even like with the stuff with, um, with Odell, like anytime a black boy shows any kind of like joy, there's half of, there's a sect of us that's celebrating, but another sect is, oh, that's gay. Oh, that's a weak nigga. Oh, like, you're not supposed to laugh or dance or, like, have any kind of, like, no no levels right. of dimensions. Like, like I, I this is dude on Instagram who I think is super cool, but every time he types something out, it'd be like, man, 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 speckled about. He literally would type out that. And he, like, he'll type through hard ebonics. Like, yeah, yeah, man, I'm fucking <laughs> da-da-da-da. It's just so... Con- it's... I can't even, I don't know if, it's, if I'm being clear, but it's like so extra. And it's like, but we're so afraid <laughs> to let the tiniest crack in the armor. Sh- I'm like, I don't know. It's exhausting to me. I that find I'm, it exhausting. Yeah, It dude. is. And I know, I know that's definitely something with um, with men of color. Um, but I, I was, uh, the guy I'm about to mention now, he's actually white. But have y'all seen that, um, that bodybuilder named Bradley Martin? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's like this massive bodybuilder. I actually, I actually like him. I follow his stuff, and I think he's pretty cool. But um, he put out a video not too long ago, encouraging his followers and just encouraging people in general. But he ended up like crying like twice um, during the video. But each time that the tears came, like he stopped himself, got really tense. He was like, "Man, fuck! I hate this. I hate when this happens. I, I don't. I don't want to be like this, but I got to tell it." And it's just, a, it just kind of feeds into the whole thing you just mentioned about that masculinity aspect and not being able to be expressive and thinking that there's something wrong with that, you know? And I just think it's, that's horrible. And I feel like it's a Western. So we talked about black folk and I feel like it is a modern, it's not, it's not even just Western because to some degree I have, I have Asian students who told me similar. So it's, it's a, it's a, we live in a patriarchal world that's got some toxic masculinity might be just be fucking Mm -hmm. a world over problem. Speaking of toxic masculinity though, when toxic of, masculinity. Yes. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> like, who wants to? How do y'all want to launch fashion. into it? <laughs> you said do what? I was saying, how, well, who do you want to go into launch it? into it? I don't know how to even approach oh, I was, it. I launched well, into it earlier. I was mistaken on the subject we were about to talk to. Back <laughs> yeah, to what right. I was saying. White people, y'all yeah. crazy? What is wrong with y'all? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm asking a serious question. Like, what is? what is it? Why is it your yeah, children like to mm. kill people? Like, what is it? Y'all like to... And mm. Let me let me, let me me take that back. I'm going to take that back. I'm going to take what I just said back. Why do y'all like to kill a lot of people at one time? Like, what is it <laughs> right. about the mass shooting? What, what makes that attractive? I don't understand. I don't get it. And then just, I don't just know. this whole painting mm. of 
oh, he's a kid, he's a child. Like, that shit, I'm pissed. Like, it pisses me off. Like, it just, I just get so angry because mm-hmm. you're, you're portraying this innocence. Y'all, okay, y'all been crazy for a long time. And ain't nothing mm-hmm. changed. Like this, and and to tie it into later, you know, if, for those of y'all who haven't seen Black Panther, I, a hundred percent, recommend you go do that. But it just, mm-hmm. it, it, there's some conflict there, um, with one of the characters, that I was having within myself throughout the movie, and uh, mm-hmm. especially towards the end, and we'll talk about that later. But y'all, like, what is it? I, I really want somebody you know, to answer me. Like, what is the problem? I, there's, I feel like there's so much going on. Well, first of all, as far as my emotional response to it, when Columbine happened, I remember feeling, oh my gosh. Like, it literally, as we say nowadays, or the young kids be saying, it shook. shook me. <laughs> it really shook me. Like, yeah. like it, it really shook me. Like, I really felt um, perplexed, saddened, um, scared, all types of stuff, you yeah. know, when that when that when that occurred because it's just it was just not common. Fast forward to now, you have you ever like I don't know who reads newspapers anymore, but you know there's an obituary section, and so when I like look at a newspaper at the times I've had or even online, I see an obituary. I I value all life, but I just see that someone else died. You know, it's another day or whatever, um, and. While I'm saddened by what happened, at the same time, I almost feel numb now because it seems yeah. like it's, it's happening so often. Um, of course, my, my empathy and my, my, my love goes out to the people who lost their children because it's, it's a horrible, horrible tragedy. But with it happening so often, I'm just like perplexed and numb and just like, I'm like, oh my gosh, why? What is the answer? Like, I almost feel like there's no hope in a sense of it stopping. And it almost makes me think about. Um, these conspiracy theories yeah. where the deaths the deaths are real. People are really dying. This is really happening. But this whole thing about the false flag that it's really the government that's trying to push an agenda about trying to get the guns out of people's homes and they keep trying to bring that back up with the NRA and stuff and it's, 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 it's deeper than that and that potentially the people who are acting out in this way, they're, they're allowing like, um, like this guy, they had an FBI check on him twice or whatnot, but they didn't follow through with it and it's almost like the government's pushing for these incidents to happen for another political agenda. Sometimes I wonder if that is what's occurring and that it's just like some fucked up convoluted conspiracy theory because it's just not making any sense it's just craziness well if and it I is don't happening know if it's slow ever going to stop no i mean but it, it's, right well it's yes super that's slow. true yeah because yeah. if it's an agenda to yeah. stop guns then what you said like you just said you don't know if it's ever going to stop like because because it right. doesn't so <laughs> right are they trying to stop I, it or not like yeah. exactly I, I Ex- exactly like, are they, oh yeah. sorry go ahead no, I was going to say, are they going to get, like, if, if, the, if the idea is to challenge the Second Amendment or whatever and withdraw guns from people's homes, it doesn't seem like it's, it's working, you know? We get these mass shootings every so often, and yeah. it's just, it, it, it's, it's not. Now, that's, that's if you believe, if, if someone believes in that theory. But that aside, as far as why is it, this keep happening, you know, I always felt that America, especially little boys, and particularly little white boys, um, just have this type of... Uh, what is it? Um, privilege, but not just privilege, but they have this type of. It's called um, aggrieved it, entitlement. Is the term it's been given? Okay, a yes. Name. A, okay, yes. Aggrieved entitlement and the anger and the pent up energy that they have, and the affinity towards violence, 
is just interesting. That's not to say that other cultures are not violent. We know that everyone kills whatever. But there is something to be said about the profile of these mass shooters. You can't just thing. deny that. No, not it's not everybody kills and stuff like that. Because what's interesting is that in Canada, it's actually a lot easier to get a gun in some parts, but killing is far less. Um, and so obviously, yeah, a white, yeah, and I just mean like white, in general, like white you know, humanity and kills. Right. Yeah, and they're not shooting up everybody. Yeah. And in Australia, there were some shootings as people keep talking about. Then they passed different gun laws and people stopped. And so obviously. There are right. ways to control it. Like, even when you got white boys left yeah. and right. And so yeah. we and just don't want to do it for whatever the reason. Because like you said, right. it's not so much, do people of other races kill? Yes. But when it comes to these killings, like these mass shootings, white men definitely lead the pack for whatever the reason. And I yeah. think that it's because, like one thing I saw that, you know, y'all know I believe in looking at layers to shit. And so I, do, I don't believe that white men are just evil. No, I don't believe that. But I do believe that white men are the problem. But this is the thing. Uh, I think that white people are the only people that don't look at themselves as a demographic. White people look at themselves as people. And they're taught to see mm-hmm. themselves. Like black people see themselves as a demographic. I'm a black person. Even um, mm-hmm. like Asian. Like I'm Asian American. I'm a first generation. I'm a this, that. Like I'm Indian. I'm I'm Iranian, I'm Persian, whatever. I'm I'm Hispanic. I'm you know, I'm you know, Boricua, whatever. But white people, I'm just a person. White people are the only people who have this luxury of not having any kind of special prefix in front of their name. Right. You know, and so they're just like, I'm just I'm just a person, like I'm a whole human. I'm just a regular person. And you could tell because it's why it's why they get so upset whenever like with that and I'm not gonna get too sidetracked, but to make my point. With the Harry Potter thing, I might have said this before, when Hermione was just, they, they're doing a musical, or they were, I don't know if they're still going on or not, but when she was cast, when a black woman was cast, people were very really upset. Hermione in the books was never, her race was never distinguished. They said she had dark skin, and I want to say like curly hair or whatever, despite the fact that her, her characteristics left her very open, if not leaning her towards a certain ethnicity, white people were really upset because she's a hero, so it's like, it's understood she's got to be white. You know what I mean, and so it was like mm. it's very hard. Even when um, which is why when Hunger no Games came out, right now, but whatever. yeah, when, when Hunger right, Games exactly. came out, a young uh, the young uh, girl uh, who played Prue or something like that, she died or Rue or something, and they, it was played by a black girl, um, Amanda, who's like a, a really great actress and like a uh, social justice person. But she she uh. was um. She was a lot of white people were saying white kids and I was teaching white kids at this time. They were like, it's just hard to feel bad for a little black girl dying and stuff like that. And with Black Panther, a lot of white people were like, well, you know, they're they're blackwashing Marvel and this and that. Nobody pays attention to the fact that all the other movies (laughs) like Thor, Thor is literally an Asgardian, like literally a Nordic, like Norse gods, like literally the whitest of the white. And it's like. Like, oh, that's fine, because that's... But the, the, my whole point is, my long-winded-ass point is, the reason why they can't see it is because, just like a lot of black people are brainwashed, because don't, don't, don't get it twisted, a lot of black people feel this way, too. A lot of black people feel like white people are real people and that they're less. So, just, just yeah. to be mm-hmm. clear, yeah. a lot of, like, yeah, so the same course. brainwashing we get that makes the doll study come out to be what it is, is the same brainwashing they get. And so they're raised to believe mm-hmm. that, they're, that they're just... The prototype, like literally, they are baseline human. Right. They set the standard for what a human is. And so when they don't get what they're told that they can get, 
then you get that aggrieved entitlement. And so you still get all of this privilege and all of these broken promises, at least is how they perceive it. And so still, even in their hurt, even in their despair, it's like, not only am I going to kill myself, but I'm taking you all out because that is my right as a white man. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's just, it's just how I'm telling you, I have, I have a lot of white friends and we talk very frankly. And I tell them all the time, like, I'm good for pointing out some shit that they say or saving a text. I'm like, get, I'm, I'm gonna give you enough time. You will say some racist as fuck shit to me. I promise you, you will. Because, and it's not because mm. they're evil. It's not because they're hateful. Because they were raised in it. It takes an extremely, yeah. it takes an extraordinarily, a profoundly aware mind to detangle yourself. Because black black folk do that shit. Like I, what I appreciate mm -hmm. about it. Well, I'm, I'm, I don't get sidetracked to the Black Panther. So but the point is. Um, I think that because uh, I was about to. We're gonna talk I'm, about I'm, it. Don't worry. I'm, yeah, because it, it would have fit perfectly. But I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna wait. But it's. Mm -hmm. I can't get my point without going there, so I'm just leave it alone. But yes, so I'm gonna shut up. But all <laughs> no, that, no, I feel you. That, I feel you. And now, what, would, what? I don't. I don't even know what like. What would need to change for? What needs to change with them? You know, <laughs> to to not. To continue to what? What is the term called again? Aggrieved entitlement. Aggrieved entitlement. Like I don't, I don't see that going anywhere because as long as yeah. it's passed down from them through mm -hmm. society and through their parents and through their brothers and sisters, like I don't, I don't even know what the solution is to this problem. That's why. And, and back to the whole gun laws thing. I know people want to talk. They say guns don't kill people. People do all this type of stuff, and it goes back Bullshit. and forth between all Whatever. these things. My whole thing is, and I saw a meme on this. Like, they, what did someone said? Oh, what did they say? They said something about, okay, well, you know, if, if it's not guns, they'll find a way. They'll still find a way. And so the response was, well, fuck, then let them find a way. Let them hurl a whole bunch of rocks at someone's face or a whole bunch of butter knives or something and see if the deaths are as high as these AR-15s or whatever these these guns are called. You know what I mean? And it's not even saying that we, that we got to take guns away from everyone, but there's nothing that can be done to limit how people can get access to these machine guns where they can kill so many people so fast? Well, the like, there's nothing is, that can be done? Right now, no, because the Second Amendment is still in place. So, as long mm, as your yeah. right to bear arms... Well, I'm sorry. I know that the Second Amendment is not technically for black folks or any people of color. It's mostly for white people. But as long as your right to bear mm -hmm. arms is in place, then no, there's not going to be a way to limit it. Oh. So, okay, no. see, then that's 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 the that's the other thing that I saw someone else say at the time that was written, and I know they're not going to change the constitution. Like it's, it's always going to be what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. But at the time it was written, the guns that they had wasn't it something where you like you put in a bullet, you loaded it up, you shot, but they then it took muskets. like two minutes. <laughs> yeah, they had muskets, so it took a couple minutes. <laughs> but now you got these guns that can shoot off like a hundred rounds. Still, I'm going to shoot you again. Like hold right, over there. exactly. Hold right there. Exactly. Just give me a minute. I just need to stick this yeah, bullet right. down with this stick here. <laughs> I just need some the powder exactly. spin. I just need a minute. I just need a minute. It's it's this is very this is very <laughs> but stressful. These, yeah. I, I I even saw a video I even saw a video where they depicted that where they so they showed a guy having a musket who walked into an office and just like Eric was just doing, he took his time to load it up. And by the time he got to load it up, they ran. Everybody you know what I mean? Was but gone, right. Now, right. But now these these new guns or whatever, my okay, so even if they if they don't they can't change their constitution or whatever, they can't even limit what type of guns people can get. Like just everything is up for grabs. Like it they can't crazy do that because uh, the gag is the saying. dude had the he had his he obtained his guns legally if I'm not mistaken or his parents did or something. Mm. But he he had all the proper permits. He was like 17 years so, old. 
You but said you you're 17? But you can't drink until you 21, and you can't run a car <laughs> until you're 25. And, you and, and, and people, got, and, and, and people stay trying to say weed is the worst thing, but niggas getting guns left and right. But let me read this to y'all right quick. This is not long. I just want to be mm. clear. Um, I, I picked this up, so I want to make sure I had it right. But aggrieved entitlement mm. is being told no when the prevailing mythos of the culture has taught that I have a right, quote-unquote, to something because of my birth, in parentheses, as male, as white, straight, educated, able-bodied, the list goes on, because men are not programmed to allow fear or to process grief. Sometimes we compress it, this loss of meaning and power, into rage, violence, aggression, Mm. demonization of, quote-unquote, other. The compression will find an outlet. It seems beyond phobia or ism, Though it will often be tagged as such, blah, 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 blah. But they say we must face as a society that we program men to be this way. Toxic masculine Mm. codes. I'm going to say that again. We program men to be this way. Toxic masculine Mm. codes deeply embedded in the soul of our nation are breaking us. Because let's not forget, I'm not not trying to be um, Uncle Tom, but black men have done it too. So what it is, it's mainly a white man thing. Partially an ethnic men thing. I mean, that's even the, was, was like it's funny how white ethnic is anything but white. It's partially a men of color thing, but what it's not <laughs> is a woman thing. It's almost exclusively a male thing, and so obviously mm-hmm. men have the price. It's not women walking around shooting people up. It's just not. They're it's not. definitely a They're man not. thing. And there's no question about and that. That's when so true. And when women are found and to s- have those, when women are found in those situations, I mean it's just so far and few in between. I think. Out of like, what is this? Like three? I don't even think it's three. Like I had a statistic early. I had a statistic like. No, yeah, I, I, I could probably pull it up. Something. Yeah, because I had six. What three percent of like women? It. Huh? Because I think what, you I, saying I actually even recently there was a man who turned his daughter in because uh, she Watch was this. plotting. I got the statistic right she, here. But she was in found, okay. she was in Frederick. She was yeah, in Frederick, yeah, exactly. Maryland. Exactly. Yeah. That's where but, I'm from, y'all. Listen to this though. Between. Between 1982 and 2017, 92 of 95 mass shootings in the U.S. were carried out by men. That's what it was. Only That's three involved was. a woman. Mm. That's right. Yeah. So with these statistics and what we're talking about with toxic masculinity and um, the term that you already told me two or three times that I forgot already, with these <laughs> things... <laughs> <laughs> with the, that's that's all I'm going to ask you again because I forgot it already. But the well, just say it again for the viewers one more time, please. It's called aggrieved, like you're grieving. Aggrieved entitlement. And with aggrieved entitlement, uh, clearly that's like the root. Like even even putting, you know, something on gun laws, I guess is kind of like the prescription. But getting to the root of it, something needs to happen with with that. Yep. So with society, but. I don't know. Like, is it is it going to? Because I think, like, are people going to start? Tr- I'm the person who connects all that shit. I doubt it. I'm telling you, the stuff yeah. the stuff we talked about, family, the stuff we talked about, the yeah. Weinstein stuff and the shooting stuff. To me, I see unifying threads across everything from yeah. don't express yourself, don't have feelings, to you deserve this because you're a man. Be a man. Take control. Right. Right. But don't. But but it's like it's 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 really fucked up, and I think one thing I feel like life is revealing to me, the universe, God, whatever, is that um, I know we talk about white male privilege a lot, but in some, in a lot of ways, I feel like they're trapped too, um, and I feel like yeah. a lot of them 
And I think what's become kind of in vogue among certain sects of society is to demonize the heterosexual white male. And I think that, mm-hmm. um, ironically, and some people might call it poetic justice, but they're in like a hell of their own making, or at least of their ancestors making largely, the same privilege that has allowed, that has afforded them so many opportunities has also kind of bound them and made them unable to live a, a wholehearted, authentic life. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, ha, 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 but also, and you know and this this is why i think things like um uh cinema movies and maybe this will lead into the last part because i know we're almost at an hour we're still gonna talk about black panther but i think things like um of course the upbringing in the home obviously but things like cinema how you see yourself in movies um how you see how you see yourself in music you know the arts and all that can be so powerful in changing the um the narrative of so many things yeah you know what i mean because because you know people love some entertainment and if you do it in the right way, you can entertain people, but empower them and enlighten them and change um, and, and and help them evolve. You know what I mean? If it's not too pre... Well, some people like a lot of preachy stuff, but you know what I'm saying? If you do it right, you can change that. And so, mm. I don't know, you know, right. maybe that needs to be happening some more where um, we can fight against this whole toxic masculinity in our arts and the way that the songs that we, we, we write and the way that we we um, portray men in music videos and in movies and all that type of stuff because representation matters. And that's Listen, my segue into Black Planet. That is a perfect segue <laughs> into the next... Sub- okay, so let me make this disclaimer. For anyone yeah. who has not seen this film, we are about to spoil mm-hmm. some stuff. So if you have not seen right. this movie, turn this podcast off now. If you don't mm-hmm. want to hear anything seconds. about it, if you don't want to right. know anything, stop the podcast at this point. And revisit it. I'm not going to tell you not to listen. Revisit it at a later time. Right. <laughs> after mm-hmm. you've seen the film so that you can get our thoughts on what we're about to say. And yes. So you have We're going we'll, we to keep it brief. Oh, go we, ahead. But we got some stuff mm-hmm. to say. So. We do. We do. Five, so who, four, three, two, and one. I'm just going to say this okay, right so, fast. As look. Like a <laughs> segue, segue. No, I want to say this too. I just, yes. And Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just going to yeah. say that. I'm gonna be honest. This because I feel like this is the last thing that tethers us to the previous statement. I mean, previous topic. From the moment we bought our tickets to the moment we were in the theater till like I'd say halfway through the movie, a piece of my brain was, "This is where I'm gonna run. This is what I'm gonna do if a gunman comes in here." So it was definitely on my mind. Oh, just for the record. Oh my gosh! Listen, it was definitely. You a, no, you yeah. said it again. Right. I didn't hear it. This say, is say it in again, my mind. Andrew, I was like, said. "This, this is where I'm gonna run, or this is what I'm gonna do if a gunman." If a man with a gun bum rushes up in here, I already oh, had a plan yeah. of like where like what's the fastest way or will I fight? Mm-hmm. If they mm-hmm. come in here, I'd be willing to just try to jump them and surprise them because they would expect me to run yeah. and I could just get them and they probably are not super trained, hopefully. And then or, or if right. I had to run, I could do this or do that. Because one thing life has taught me from being trapped in an attic for three days with Hurricane Katrina to being robbed at gunpoint by a gang of guys is that shit can happen to me. So I'm not one of those people who's mm-hmm. like, I think a lot of people, if you've never had a crazy circumstance befall you and you've only seen it on the news, it's very easy to get into this mindset of, oh, that won't happen to me. I'm a regular exactly. person. That's only other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. life has taught me that, yeah, motherfucker, we get you too. And so I'm like, <laughs> it's probably unhealthy, but I'm like, if it's going to happen to anybody, it's going to happen to me. Like, so I just need to right. be ready. No, no I, I get it. I just need to be ready when it I comes. Stay, I, 
yeah. I stay on alert. I mean, the last time I was, well, not this time I was in a movie theater, but um, the time, but no, actually this time I did think that because I was like, oh my gosh, all these people come out to see Black Panther. If they really want to get us, they can just come shoot up these movie theaters. That's what I but I'd be looking around thing. thinking, yep. you know, which, di- right, which direction will I run? Who looks like they would probably push me over to say themselves? Like who, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'd be thinking on types of stuff. Me? Yeah. No, but anyways. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm going to do the countdown again. I'm going to do the countdown again, just in case people are still listening. Five, four, three, two, one. Let me go so, first. Black Panther. Okay, yes, when you go first, but I just I just have, I just want to say one thing. I just I just want to say one thing. I if y'all don't mind, if we could start off with just saying one thing a piece first, because I know we each could just go on and on and on. I but could if you go could say on like forever. one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just pick out pick Let's out one thing brief. first. Let's keep it brief, but like and at, yeah, at, at after you go around one time, then we can just go for a free all, free for all, whatever they call it. You can go first, Michael. Uh Okay, so I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually, my my one thing that I'm going to mention first before I come back around to mention more, I'm actually going to approach it a little bit different. I actually want to say how I felt as a result of the movie, and I was incredibly inspired to be better in everything that I do. Like, I, I left the, the movie theater wanting to be even more excellent and my uh, my goals as a, as a musician, as yeah. a vocal coach, as a videographer, mm-hmm. as you know, potentially getting to acting, everything I do, I just felt a heightened sense of um, wanting to be accomplished, um, being grateful for what I have accomplished, mm-hmm. and knowing that I can be more and I can do more, and not from a sense of oh more fame, more this, more that, but just you know. Uh, uh, tapping into my abilities to do greater things for myself and for people that I'm connected to and for the world. I know that sounds kind of cheesy, like, oh, save the world. But for real, though, like for the sense of, you know, putting out my contribution as a human and and being excellent in it. And, you know, and then also I wanted to know more about my roots. <laughs> like I really felt really black and African. Um, and I, I wanted to know more about, you know, what tribe I came from and all of that. So the overwhelming uh, sensation that I felt was wanting to excel and just to be more excellent, like like never, well, not necessarily like never before, but in a sense, like never before. <laughs> so I was just right. really inspired. Eric. So I'm going to start there. But I had specific things. We would come back. <laughs> Go keep it brief. Oh, no, don't talk. <laughs> that was like a minute and 32 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no I, I honestly love that. I truly, I love that. And I get it. Um, I kind of already said this on Instagram, so I think mine would be short, short. I was just very happy with the portrayal of women. And, I, you know, I, I like Funky Dineva, uh, Quentin, who's a blogger. And I mm. saw him on his YouTube channel saying that, like, Lupita Nyong'o is the kind of girl that would have made fun of, growing, that he would have made fun of growing up in his high school. They would have called her monkey or blackie or whatever. And he was like, there was mm. a moment watching it where it hit him, like, these women are drop dead gorgeous. And I was just, I got emotional. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't the guy who would make fun of, of dark skinned people. That, that wasn't my thing. But I, do, I did grow up in an environment where people had a certain, well, to be, to distance yourself from the African part of your ancestry was the thing to do. And, um, and where European mm-hmm. ideals, like when you would say, is the woman pretty? Oh, she's had light skin and long hair. It was understood that that meant she was beautiful. That she had light skin and long hair, mm-hmm. and so to see yeah. these chocolatey women with their thick, not emaciated like white women, like the European ideal, but like these healthy-looking, like chocolatey women, being smart, being strong, but 
being balanced and not hyper aggressive, not bitchy, but just strong and passionate and also kind, just so multidimensional and balanced and impressive and skillful. There were a few times when all the women were on screen where I just got like emotional, like, damn, they, this is some kid watching this will not have to deal with the shit that like they're going to get indoctrinated with a much more a much healthier, brighter message than I got a chance to be shown mm -hmm. when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So that was my thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. That was about as long as mine. DeMarcus. <laughs> <just saying. laughs> no, but but I love that, too. I, I, I think that's awesome. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, mm -hmm. honestly, similar to both of you, I, it made me want to get in touch with my roots. It made mm -hmm. me want to... Honestly, it just made me want to go to Wakanda. Um, <laughs> now, for the record, for those who don't know, because I know some of y'all kind of don't, Wakanda's not a real place. Okay, you don't go You ain't never lie. I know there are a few people like, what, it's not a real place? Because <laughs> I've seen some people kind of looking up at them. It's <clears> not real. But no, it, it really did. I think it embodied everything that we've been looking for for black cinema. Um, mm -hmm. It gave mm -hmm. us everything we've been waiting for. And I'm one of those people who, you know, some people are like, well, y'all didn't, didn't see Birth of a Nation and y'all didn't see this and that. To be honest, I'm kind of over slave type movie. And I know somebody was like, well, it's not really a slave movie. Yeah, it kind of sort of is, though, because you have white people mm -hmm. versus black people. The mm -hmm. white people want the black people to obey and the black people don't want to mm -hmm. obey. I get it. Y'all saying that we revolted, whatever. I'm kind of mm -hmm. over those movies. I want to see us shine in other ways and this unfortunately well fortunately and unfortunately was the way to do it is to mm -hmm. portray this this uh fictional character bring him into the real world and make him relatable him and all the mm -hmm. other characters that were in the movie and it it was near flawless to me and i think mm -hmm. that like you guys said representation matters and i even seen a video recently there were these two little kids two little black boys um looking at a poster of black panther and he was like i'm this one and i'm this one and i was like wow like that's so cool because we've never really had that before like right. we don't look at mm -hmm. amistad and be like oh i'm this one you know nobody's doing that shit. Right. So, mm -hmm. right. so i just I mean, realistically and so <laughs> Like I'm Thompson, the bastard son of the slave owner. You yeah, know what I mean, you know, like what yeah, the fuck? Yeah, but yeah, we don't. This do movie that. really yeah. did. It it really brought out in me. It, it was very inspirational, and um, mm. you know, I know some black people, even you know, white people, black people, some of them, you know, they're bashing the film because of the way we re we reacted to it and whatnot. I'm like, fuck all that. Y'all can say what y'all want. It's Black History Month. It's Black Panther weekend. I've been waiting two years for this shit. Y'all can say whatever y'all want to. I'm going to be as excited as I want to be. I'm going to dress how I want to go to the film to see it. I ain't worried about nothing this weekend. So, right. Can I throw a couple say. things and let y'all respond first? I'm just going to throw them out just so y'all can, can debunk okay. some shit. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, <laughs> oh, I literally believe someone's shooting blocks away from where I am right now. <laughs> um, oh gosh. I I'm sorry. I just wasn't ready. Um maybe that was fireworks. Um <laughs> Southeast DC. It's I Black Panther weekend, so you never I'm, know. I'm, 
Yeah, hopefully that's mm-hmm. hopefully that's fireworks. I do live in Southeast DC. I'm moving in a couple weeks. Um, it's gonna be interesting. But anyway, okay, uplifting the black folk. All right, so we're back. So right. one of the <laughs> um, one of the things that I saw a lot of people saying was, um, this might be an all black movie, but y'all giving y'all money to the white folks. Y'all so y'all really supporting the white folks. Discuss. Oh gosh. Okay, so <laughs> okay. my view on yeah. that. For one, I know this is what Disney. This is Disney. Is that correct? Yeah. Like Disney holds the rights or Disney whatever. Marvel. Okay, Disney so, Marvel. okay, Disney Marvel. So to to get to the nitty gritty of, I don't know who is getting paid in the sense of, okay, this Disney executive is going to get twenty thousand dollars from this movie, and if they're a white male or if they're a black woman who works for Disney or whatever. But all that aside, this is this to me is a distraction. It is. <laughs> to me, is a distraction because thank you. While it might. While it might be true that some, first of all, somebody's going to get paid, someone's going to get money. Clearly, it's a production. So, with that said, why is that going to override all this celebratory um, reactions that we're getting and all this inspiration that we're getting? And again, back to the representation that we're getting. Why would you allow that to negate all of that goodness? I feel that if you, for you to take that route. There's there's something inside of you that is just pushing back against um, mm-hmm. so much goodness that's coming forth. Maybe mm-hmm. that you just can't receive it, you know, because mm-hmm. of your own insecurities or your own whatever is is making you hard to celebrate, or you just want to go against the grain. But if you're going to focus on whoever apparently or supposedly getting the money versus the the goodness that's coming out of this, then that's that's on you. But that's I, I choose you. not to focus on that. And it's not like did did all the black actors do this for free? Are they are they not getting <laughs> right. benefit from this as well? Right. I mean, right. come right. on right. now, goodness. To note, right? And I know that I mean, y'all know, and we've spoken about this on the podcast before. I'm not a big Tyler Perry mm-hmm. fan, but these mm-hmm. a lot of these scenes were shot at his new studios. So I mean, you yes. know, this this money is going to black to some black people at, at the very least. The executive producer, uh, yeah. Nate, I can't remember his last name, but his uh, I think his mm-hmm. name is Nate. Forgive me, mm-hmm. but the executive producer was black. The director was black. Ninety percent of the cast was black. Like these, right? Like you just said, Michael, they're not doing this shit for free. So yes, yeah, somebody's benefit. Some black folks are benefiting from this. <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. I didn't, and it, I didn't know and about then, the and, Tyler Perry Studios thing, so that's dope. I didn't know about that. I didn't that. either. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know about that either. And then on top of that, for the same people who are saying this, are they saying that they exclusively buy, eat, do everything like, to black owned businesses? And I that's was thinking it? the on, same thing. <laughs> Let me tell you why that's thing. impossible. Let me tell you why that's impossible. Because the same people that are saying this shit are the same ones that are posting this shit on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of which was created by white people. Exactly. Amen. I'm sorry, man. It's It's, it's self-hate. And the thing is, I saw mm -hmm. an interview on The Breakfast Club with Chadwick Boseman, and he was saying that you got to check your own Mm -hmm. internalized racism. He's like, who says there's no black people up top? Who said who said there's no black right. people on top? He was like, I'm the one working with these, exactly. with these people. There are black people who are at the top. And he started naming off some names that I they're not like they're behind the scenes people, so they're not names that have really stuck with me. They're not like famous that actors. They're known, exactly. Um, yeah, right. but but right. he started rattling off these names and he was like, You gotta see what's in but like Mike said, there's something in you that like yeah. that's some internalized where you just can't accept the goodness. Like, Yikes. like, like, and also my whole thing was, where the fuck are we supposed to start so we don't support a movie until it's like all black everything? Like, what the fuck is that? Like, when exactly? Like, yeah, that doesn't so make like, sense. Exactly, that makes no sense. <clears throat> 
and the, right. and these are probably the same people who are like they they only portray us a certain way. You know, they don't they don't let us have anything for ourselves or let us you know shine or or be put in a better light or whatnot. And then as soon as and a movie does come we along. Do get it. Right, and then now it's all what's all for the white that's, man. See, that's, that's the kind of folk that would rat. That, that's the kind of folk that would rat us out if we was planning a revolt, though. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, that's, that's the kind that's of so people true. that would that's be so like, real. "Well, we would have lost anyway. We would have lost anyway." Exactly. Like, get your old exactly. Ass. You can't so, playing the spoons. I have a question. Ass. You can't trust us, people. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a question because I'm trying to. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna formulate this. Okay, so mm-hmm. my question to you guys is: if you had to pick one scene. That was your favorite. One scene of one character or a combination of the two. Mm. Who would you pick for this film? I got mine already. What was your yes, favorite moment? What was your favorite moment in the film? Okay, I don't mm. remember her character's name, but um, uh, Guerrera, uh, what's her, what was her name in the um, Oh, rap? O- Okoye. Okoye. You talking about um, the, general, the general of the... Uh, yeah, uh, is it Diana? Diana... I feel like I'm messing up her name so much, and I and I and I like her, Michonne, Michonne from Walking Dead. Yes, her, yeah, her name. Which I did not movie. know that was her. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. But anyway, her name <laughs> in the movie is Okoye. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel mm. like. Um, it, but I, but what is her name in real? Is it Diane? Her name like, in I'm real so, life, I don't remember. <laughs> I, feel I thought it is like Michelle. Oh, it's or deny, deny, deny. Okay, De- oh, deny, okay. Gorilla. But the point, point is, point is, when she was in the red dress and it was fighting in like the like the little um, like Bruh. casino place, like the little, and she jumped down and, the, and like that <laughs> jump was. I had a nerdgasm <clears throat> out this way, and she just <laughs> like, came and she, ah, and she just jumped down, and she was like the, in the the red just cascading behind her, like she's my Shiranui from Fatal Fury up in that bitch with just like Phoenix flames mm-hmm. behind her. It was just dope as fuck, and when, when she threw the wig in his face and then jumped down, but that was my thing. So I was like, girl, yes, girl. Damn. Oh gosh, <laughs> we we can only say one. I have like two just or three, but one. okay, just one, <laughs> just one. Um, <laughs> I think okay yeah there's there's so many okay just one just one I think for me it would have been okay remember after um in the beginning where the what's the father's name the the T'chanka. king that died in a bit Tachanka Tachanka he killed his brother mm-hmm. right yeah he killed his brother and when they got into this ship whatever type of ship they were going in and the ship was like uh, flying away or whatever. And the little black boys who were playing basketball stopped and they looked up to watch the ship or whatever. The one, the amazement and the awe in their eyes yeah. and the wonderment in their eyes, um, yeah. to me, was so symbolic. Oh my gosh. It, it, I don't know. Like, I know if you just see like a weird looking ship, it's like, oh my God, what is that? But I kind of saw it as in um, that kind of foreshadowing black boys seeing the um amazing things and seeing what the potential that they have like like mm-hmm. like a, in a category of other and world beyonds and just the amazement of what they can accomplish with technology and stuff you know w- with the context of knowing what wakanda is and all of that type of stuff so yeah. that was kind of one of my my favorite scenes like oh my gosh you know these these are these awesome sci-fi ships that are leaving and these are owned by black people even though they might not have known at the time but like i said this is symbolic <laughs> but these right. are owned by black people and this is this is an example of who i can become so mm-hmm. that was one but i have many others but go ahead well my favorite scene i'll pick a scene my favorite scene in the film similar to eric 
that entire casino scene was mm-hmm. amazing. And let me tell you why I feel like it was amazing. Number one, the costumes in this movie were top notch, 100% amazing. Like everybody mm-hmm. just looked so good. Seeing they did. them walk, um, when they were walking towards the screen, Black Panther, Okoye, and Nakia, I was just mm-hmm. like, oh my God, like they. These are some beautiful people, but just right. the whole scene, like all together, the way it, the way it flowed, the camera movement. They had that one when they started fighting. There was just that one tracking shot that showed everything. I thought Ryan Coogler, that man is amazing. That man is a genius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that Hollywood sees that now, um, mm-hmm. which is why they gave him two hundred million dollars to play with. And you see what he did with it. I mean, it was just. They it probably was, exceeded that, yeah. It was all, oh, please, they don't kill that. Um, mm-hmm. They made that back easy, but um, it was just it was just so awesome to see all of that come together and to see um, Chadwick Boseman fighting without the Black Panther suit initially, mm-hmm. just, to, just mm-hmm. to see them all together doing something really cool on screen that didn't involve, you know, drug addiction and 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 um, fucking slavery and just all this stuff. <sighs> I'm just gonna leave it. Yeah, I I feel like this the cinematography since you kind of mentioned that to me was amazing. It I, I saw, saw an interview with um Coogler is that his name? Coogler? Yeah, Ryan Coogler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ryan Coogler, and he was talking about how as a child he just wanted to see himself like on screen and in comics and comics and stuff, you know. And I just feel like the the eye that they had for the cinematography and the angles and stuff um, was just so impactful like even like when you mentioned about them walking like there was a scene where you know um t'challa and um his two guards um were walking beside him i think they were walking into the casino and the angle that they had it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. the angle that they had it and the way that their body was moving like the regality or the regalness and the 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 way that their bodies were lengthened and i don't know it was just so royalty like everything was was just so you know i'm gonna tell you oh my gosh what struck me is that i have some friends and family who are like hyper masculine and like homophobic and like the no homo types and what really struck me like I was truly taken aback was there are several people and I'm friends with them on social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter, whatever. They were they were going on and on about the beauty of the cast, but not just the women, the men too. Mm. And about how like, mm-hmm. like you know, so-and-so is a problem and this and dude, that dude, like, man, that's the kind of dude that gives, that you stay pregnant happily for. And, and just kind of random ass, <laughs> like off-color jokes, but just constantly remarking upon the beauty of Winston Duke mm-hmm. and uh and Michael B. Jordan and, and and Chadwick and just going on and on and like uh it was just it just I was really surprised because and these are guys I don't think they're closeted or DL or anything like that. I, they but they just couldn't help you know how straight guys in their own little way have it all that that mm-hmm. guy would get all the bitches kind of, you know, like it's still kinda of fucked up, but you know right. but it's like they couldn't even hold it back. Like they had to like they had to give credit where it was due because it was just a bunch of... And what I love, and I said this too on social media, okay, and Michael, I know you understand this, and dear, I'm sure you can understand it too, but I know some of the stuff Michael watches. Marvel and DC would low-key have us believe that the only black women that exist in the world have a white mother and a black father. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it, it was fucking nice to see unambiguously black women... Black... 
Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the thing is, like, we both like that woman, Megan, who played Isabella or whatever yeah, in the 44. But that, she, yes, yes. She was in DC Comics playing a character. She's, she's half white, half black. Bonnie from Vampire mm-hmm. Diaries is half white, half black. All the storms have been mm-hmm. half white, half black. Nothing against biracial people. The three of us ain't exactly the blackest people either our damn selves right. complexion-wise. But the point is, mm-hmm. it's just that we, we... I feel like for a while, it's been accepted that black men, like Luke Cage, whoever could be like chocolatey and amazing and, you know, and Idris and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But women, it's like, as a rule, had to be light and like ambiguously mm-hmm, black mm-hmm. like like black question mark you know and so to yeah, see because right, right. you know lupita's from kenya um uh uh and i just said her name before but michonne <laughs> guerrera is from zimbabwe <laughs> but she's she's but she's from um she's from zimbabwe and okoye is from zimbabwe and i love that you have people who are really like you know michael b jordan's american but whatever in chat but the things i like that they had like for the women you know, and also uh, mm-hmm. Letitia, the little sister. I t- almost oh, teared yeah, up yes. so. I almost teared up so many times with her. I got like excited in my spirit because a young black and she's British, but she's like you know African but British born. You know, she, but she's but her for her to be not only so spirited and such a whole person because y'all don't y'all mm-hmm. don't know like I, I grew up like I literally was on track to become a comic book penciler. I got accepted in School of Visual Art, Cooper Union, the whole nine. Like, I was on my track to be there. And one thing that always bothered me was black people were always portrayed as so one-dimensional. So to see this little black girl, this young black girl, mm-hmm. like, with her own mind and the tech mm-hmm. genius, I had never seen no shit like that before. Just never. Yeah. Never. I will that, mention... Really, that really... Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I will mention one thing about her. Oh. I don't mm-hmm. know if y'all have seen season four of black mirror but she is yes and she was a techie in that one too yeah yeah she was oh that is her i didn't see it yeah that is her okay and you know the show i talked about in our last podcast i mentioned the show humans the british show she was in that too and she was in love with androids in that show yeah so well she she is killing it she can and i i love i love there, there's there's so many themes in a movie. I'll just say one, and I'll be done with themes because there's so many. But I love the aspect how so wait. so often. Wait you said, before wait. you say that. Before you mention what you're about to mention. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, Michael. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Were you sure? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. What I was gonna say was um, what I was gonna say was the the idea of um, you know, they kept saying Wakanda, you're a third world country, and I'm paraphrasing. You're a oh, third Mike, world country. Oh, Mike, I wrote country, that down. You know, what, I will punch you in the yeah, face. Like, I wrote that down. What, yeah. what what could you possibly have? What could you possibly teach us? And even the white the white guy, like he was so dumbfounded at first. Like, what do you mean that they have this type of technology? I mean, this is a third world country, and they they kept pushing that narrative. But right behind that, they kept showing, no, we do have the technology, and we are more advanced. And that's the type of thing that I'm talking about that will really speak to people and inspire people to be great and to know that, no, you do have the resources, you have the intellect, you have the tools, and you can learn and you can you can aspire to be greater. It's, I just thought that but was But see, awesome. here's the thing, Michael. Now, I made the mistake of looking at a YouTube video earlier today where this racist oh. white guy was saying, like, that's all well and good, but y'all, mother, y'all niggers had to make up a fictional country in Africa in order to make yourself mm-hmm. superior. And what I'll say to that is... I mm. felt like, to me, Wakanda's not real, obviously, but 
I felt like right. I've lived that of the whole, like, I feel like we all three of us have to, at some point in our lives, for me repeatedly, and maybe for y'all too, where people are like, but you're black, what could you know? And having to, and exactly. being, and being extra mm-hmm. fucking amazing, fuck our parents, I know my parents did have to live through that, like, you're, you're just black, what could you really, I feel like they were speaking, on the surface, it was about Wakanda, but as a black man, I was mm-hmm. like, I know that. I, I know what that is to yeah. have people say, but you're, you're just a black guy. What could you know? And having to and having people exactly. like, oh, my God, all of this skill, all of this knowledge, all of this education, like, motherfucker, yes. And I have to because y'all dumb asses, you know, because I know I know exactly. I know who you are. Like my, my a lot of my gifts may be hidden, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. deliberately and sometimes <laughs> because y'all just can't see, you know, the forest for the trees, so to speak. Um, figuratively, literally, you know, mm-hmm. kind of hit, hit this stuff underneath mm-hmm. the trees. Shit. But it's, right. it's, it's a thing, right. but people, but also as someone who's been to Africa, not that I've just been all through, let me be clear, Africa's a big continent, but as someone who's been to South Africa, I'm going to tell y'all, I know I saw some black people say, none of it was shot in Africa. I'm going to tell y'all something. For one, there's not a city in the world that exists that looks like Wakanda. So first of all, like right. no place exists where they, there's not just a place where they could just go and set up shop and it was going to be Wakanda. Like a lot of that is just going, like it just doesn't exist in reality right now and not in Europe, not in Africa, nowhere. But the point is a lot of stuff, like South Africa is not, so many parts, yes, there are parts of Africa that are downtrodden and, and impoverished and stuff like that. Of course, yes, that's not a lie exactly. But what is a lie is that all of Africa is that. Africa also houses yeah. some of the cleanest countries, some countries with thriving mm-hmm. economies. South Africa being Cape Town, it was beautiful. And a lot of it was Wakandan, you know, like in its, in its yeah. beauty and in, and in the people. And I really hope that black people take an interest like I think I feel like it's almost made it cool to be black again. Like that one movie single-handedly made it cool to be black. I hope it makes mm-hmm. yes. black people think enough to go and do some research on what Africa actually is, and exactly. to be have yes. a little more pride yeah. yes. in in Africa. And so that's that's what I hope comes from it. Well, my final question to you guys, and you can keep it as short or whatever. But um, my final question to y'all is. Killmonger. So we know how his character oh. was developed, and we know how we know the plot and everything that they were trying to show us throughout the film. Do you agree or disagree with his methods? And if you do agree, why? And if you don't, why? So that's my question. Okay, Michael. Well, yeah. All right, I'm gonna try Keep to be as brief. brief as possible. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I am, because because I I feel it on a couple of different levels. It's hard I to be brief with, with this shit to, in our defense. It is, but, it is but, exactly but, yeah. because it's it's so rich. It's yeah. you know this is no like you know all like icing no layered. cake like yeah. yes was, you know so, but I do agree with why he was upset. You know what I mean? To know that your your people have gone through such atrocity, but then there's an extension of your people who could have helped you and they didn't, you know? So I understand that and understand the fact that if we had this technology, let's fight back. Um, so I do get that because self-preservation for anyone is real. And with self-preservation, you might have to take measures to be preserved. But what he wanted to do was just go eradicate everyone who was in opposition 
Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and like, and, and, and even and even his own people who didn't agree. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm all for defending ourselves, definitely. You know, but I guess to go basically do what was done to us i do get that because revenge can be a strong motivator unfortunately for a lot of people but i i definitely no i can't take it that far i would i would want the technology yes i would want to be able to do to defend ourselves and to show that you're not going to captive you know you know take us over anymore but just to go just killing folks just out of out of anger and all of that i can't really ride with that gotcha. you know what's really that ironic what i find very ironic is that both T'Challa and um, Killmonger both had very white people colonial views. Like T'Challa wanted to grow Wakanda by um, hoarding all the resources, keeping immigrants out, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and keeping everything pure. Exactly. Exactly. And and Killmonger wanted to go and kill everybody, which sounds like white people to me historically. And so, um, exactly. Exactly. So it's just it's kind of ironic. But I, I definitely understood his anger, and I don't think I did too. I don't think going about it, he went about it the right way. What I also want to say too, real quick, I told um, a friend of mine that I hated Black Panther as a comic book character growing up because to me he was just a foolish, stubborn, like another super athletic. Like we don't black characters never get any real powers. We're just really like headstrong and super athletic. That's like we're big, big, strong black bulls, you know, because that's how white people saw us. We're not smart enough to have like psychic Mm. abilities. We're just really strong and really fast and like really agile, really athletic, you know. And so because they kind of see us as superheroes in that way already. Like that's why we were good slaves, you know, in their minds. And so um, Mm. but what I appreciated about the movie is that they made um, T'Challa so gentle, like he could fight and stuff and he was strong, but he wasn't this hyper aggressive Mm -hmm just angry black man and that was refreshing yeah. um mm-hmm. and so that was really that was. that was really nice and even though killmonger was angry at least it was an anger that was like had clear roots and intention behind it it wasn't yeah. just like random yeah you know and so there it was, there was it was definitely justified yeah yes. mm-hmm. so I, I feel like that kind of was a saving grace so um i think i don't know i feel like it just shows People are complex, <laughs> and you know yeah. this is gonna be so unpopular. And please don't shoot me, y'all. I just feel like I feel one th- interesting thing about the Wakanda thing. It kind of shows in a softer way that if white people, because Wakanda Wakanda represents a part of a, a fictional Africa that was never colonized, or a part of it that was never colonized, never had to do with white people ruling it. I think that. Mm-hmm. What you see with Killmonger and T'Challa is that it's possible that even if black people were in rule, the world may not have been very different in some ways. But just in like what I mean Mm, is like it might be a human thing to want to impose your will upon everyone else. And so it would be different in the way that black people would be in charge. But yeah, yeah, because I Mm -hmm. feel like – because again, having been in South Africa, one thing you hear about is that once black people took over – in some ways, a lot of to hear a lot of the people in the in the neighborhood we were in talk, the black people made it worse than when the white people were there because they were just as greedy, just mm-hmm. as like you know. And so it's like mm-hmm. I don't know, and I know we're not supposed to say shit like this, and everything is the white man's fault, and you know. But I just feel like mm-hmm. some stuff is just more layered than that. And I know a lot of people would argue, well, the black people were just copying what they saw the white European people do, and so they didn't like. But I, I don't know. But it's just um, it's just some stuff See, that. See, that's what my, my dad head. would be like. 
Yeah. It's the fall of man. See, we got to get we got to get back to the fall of man. It's it's that is sin, Eric and Demarcus. It's sin. It's the sin of man. No, <laughs> but um, one thing one thing I I wanted to um, I actually wanted to mention, and I had one last question, and I was done. Um, I forgot the comment I wanted to make, so that's gone. If it comes back, it'll come back. But I want to know, and this is actually on the list, Eric, that you sent out to us about discussing. I want to know how y'all feel about the absence of the gay element. I didn't care. <laughs> I also didn't care. But you, know, but you know what's funny is there was a gay element in there to begin with. There was a lesbian relationship. Um, which, right, in the comics, right? No, I mean, in the movie. they um, The woman shot the scenes. Um, I can tell you right now, it's, it's like a factual thing. Um, oh, okay, uh, in, the, in, the, in the movie. There okay. was a scene where, hold on, because I was just talking to the homie uh tyler about it but uh la, 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 where is it um so because you know when i kept looking at the cast i kept seeing um florence kasumba who played ao or io in it and but i barely saw mm. her in the movie and there was a lesbian relationship with 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 io in there originally she even flirted with um with Okoye or something like that. And I don't, don't, Oh, it was originally. Okay. But, but it was edited out Mm -hmm. and, um, and that's okay. I was about to say, I I missed something. Okay. Mm -hmm. But we were Mm -hmm. talking about how like this time around, that wasn't the point. You know what I mean? Like they had to introduce Mm -hmm. T'Challa and get some stuff out. Like there's time for that. And what I did enjoy was like in the first fight scene for King, um, went when Chadwick Boseman threw Winston Duke in the water and he got up in this way where his ass was just really accentuated by the wetness of his clothes clinging to his butt mm-hmm. it just it gave me enough mm-hmm. gayness for me on that <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, when we I when we when it. we were talking I didn't feel like anything well, was okay. missing in the film I just didn't I think that because of this being an origin kind of well I guess essentially an origin story and an introduction mm-hmm. to a brand new character we didn't have to explore all of that this time. Right, right, so right. Mm-hmm. I just felt like we had enough. We got everything we needed. Even I, because I'm, I'm one of those people who romance and films just gets on my nerves anyway. So yeah. I didn't, I didn't feel like we needed to go further to show LGBT anything. It could it, be it contrived really fast and forced. Yeah, it could be so right, forced so exactly. fast. Yeah. Because I felt like if yeah. it would have been in there. We would have been annoyed because it, it it either wasn't enough or it was just too it was just one quick scene and it wasn't enough and just it would have been too much. But I felt I didn't feel like anything was lacking in that term. Yeah, just, but also yeah, um, I, um, who does there's two things do? I think about. Sorry, I was trying to um, Mbaku. He was hot. Yeah, Mbaku he was. He was. was. Mm-hmm. He's like yeah. six four. Six, five. Um, oh, two five. things that come to or six five. Oh, two things that come to my mind. Number one, there was a scene with Michael. Jordan, um, where was it? I think he was already in his Black Panther suit. Killmonger. It wasn't when he came out the water. Um, oh yeah, Killmonger suit. I'm sorry, Killmonger suit. I don't know. It was some angle and it showed his ass, and I didn't know he had that much asset. And I was like, oh my gosh. So that's one thing. <laughs> you were the second person who mentioned that. You were the second person right. who mentioned that. I did <laughs> not know that he was working with all that. But the other thing I want to mention about my response to the lack of. Um, LGBT or whatever, I totally agree with both of you that I didn't feel that it was missing. Like I felt fulfilled yeah. in every on every level. Me too. However, however, what did cross my mind though, and this is not from the, this is in reality. Um, I thought to myself, this is being celebrated so much 
and I love it, and I and I felt a part of the 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 culture. But then, I, and it's just me, my mind did slip to now if they did have something that was LGBT themed in the movie, that it probably would have got so much flack. I and agree. then people would have been saying, "Here, here they go trying to push their agenda again," and and, and that, and it, it, it and it, it, it kind of brought me back to reality-ish in a sense of, yes, I'm black, I'm a part of a community, but I'm also gay, so I'm kind of not for some yeah. people, yeah. you know. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so my mind did, my mind briefly did go there, but I did, I did push that aside because I was like, you know what, I still want to celebrate what is happening right now, and this is awesome. And like you all, I did not feel that. Um, that it was missing, and and I, I didn't even think about that really until I think Eric that you mentioned about people were talking about that, and I was like, for yeah. real? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I guess. But and I and I also I also didn't know about the scene that they cut out either. I didn't know that either. It'll be on the but, um, it'll yeah, be in so. the DVD deleted scenes, all that jazz. Buddy. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll so it. that's interesting, but but yeah, I mean, I I, I knew that there was going to be so much coming from so many different angles of people just really trying to you know, discredit the movie, whether it be our own people, whether it be other people, whether it be whomever. But I, I'm, I just feel like the inspiration and the success is just so strong right now that not not even the the um, the negativity can bring it down. Like, it's not just right riding now. high. Mm-hmm. And I, I love it. That'd be all right. Yeah. It's riding high, so. Well. But anyways, that's all I got to say. I'm done. Like, I'm, I, I said what I got to say as far as that's concerned. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it was a great movie. It's great. Um, I want to see it again. I saw it twice this weekend. Um, it's, in terms of box office, it's definitely breaking many records. So it I'm, is. I'm proud and happy for it in that sense. And I can't mm-hmm. wait to part two. I know Infinity War, we actually will get, um, as far as I know, M'Baku will return in, in Infinity War. Shuri mm-hmm. will be there as well, of course. Uh, Black Panther, <laughs> Black Panther himself will I love be that there. Ooh. So we'll we'll see a few of these favorite characters return in just a few months. Actually, in like four months. I'm telling you, so, if you watch I'm, Black I'm Panther again, look at the scene when Mbaku fights T'Challa. Oh, and I saw it the I first time. Oh, I do remember. I, I do remember. Now it came back. It like, came I, back. I, it I came like back. Kanye I was remember. Like Michael B. Jordan, you fine and everything. But then when Mbaku fought him in the beginning, though. <laughs> And he knocked him in the water the way it hugged it just right. It was just it was just really nice. It was just I I do remember that. And actually I do have one last thing to say. And y'all know I had to bring this up. I have to. So Storm there is will be one there. critique. Be there There's one critique. <laughs> <laughs> That's my only critique. But I know she couldn't be in this movie. I mean, D- Disney just got the rights back or whatever. And this wasn't the time to introduce Storm or whatever. No, but um, but I, re- I really do hope they explore that. But um, Michael, to that effect, every this is the thing that I was thinking throughout. This crossed my mind like a good three times in the movie. Seeing um, mm-hmm. Okoye and Nakia and all this, this storm needs to be played by an African woman. They need to stop playing. Yes, because she will be. Like they, they all need the African to. women in the thing were doing such yeah. a better job. You can't be a biracial girl from Minnesota or whatever the fuck and just play it the same. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's just different. It's just different. It's just different. I agree. And, yeah, and, and seeing the women up there, and also. <laughs> Um, in Chadwick Boseman's interview, he said that Lupita was like, if they try to bring Storm in, I'm going to kill you. Because <laughs> she wants well, to be the love alluding to the fact that she becomes a villain anyway. But that's, you know, that's just a comic oh. book spoiler. 
Oh, I didn't even, because, you know, I didn't really read Black Panther like that, to, to be honest. And, you know, and people say, oh, in the books, he and Storm were together. That's a retcon that's relatively new. When I grew up with Black Panther, that wasn't even a story. Storm was from Kenya, grew up in Cairo as a pickpocket, did stuff with the Shadow King, got uh, was a goddess, got picked up by Professor X. They never even knew each other as kids. But only recently, did, and if you don't know what retcon means, retcon is a comic book term when they go back and rewrite the history of characters. And so... Um, this mm. rel- it's, it's relatively new. They do that a lot in so in comic books, which can be annoying. Okay. Especially if you're a longtime X Men reader, you can like stop reading mm. for a few months and go back and be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> because they will, they will totally right, rewrite right, right. a part of like the history of just like Scarlet Witch and um Quicksilver. They've been mutants. They've been not mutants. They've been mutants again. They were the sons of. They were mm. the children of Professor. I mean, of Magneto. Then they weren't. And then so it's like you know scarlet witch had magic then she didn't then she was just a mutant then she so they redo stuff um okay a lot and so, so that was that wasn't even an original storyline okay. no not 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 in the original one though no, it's been around for a few years now but that's not what originally yeah. would happen in black panther like that wasn't even a, a, a thing but um but all that yeah. to say i don't see, want to see no yeah. holly perry no i mean no holly berry or no alexander ship i don't want to see them as storm i don't either if they bring her back we won't. i don't either we won't we definitely won't. I, yeah yeah i, I definitely want to see an, an african storm and with one the white more hair. thing now, i still had... people on social media tomorrow bring in so-and-so bring in tiana taylor please don't start bringing in random famous people who gonna t- bring down the quality <laughs> <laughs> don't right. bring in alicia keys and shit please don't just bring in random right. random black people just for no reason like don't do right, that. I don't right. want to see Beyonce yeah. in it. Please I don't, don't. want to see Beyonce in this. No. Oh my gosh, what if they cast Beyonce as Storm? <laughs> don't do that. Michael, don't even speak that into existence. You're right. I, I, re- I retract that statement. I retract that statement. Now, Storm Storm had white hair and blue eyes, correct? Yeah, she did. Yeah. She okay, did. I just want to make sure. Okay. No, no, I, I, I'm just, I just want to make sure. And I, I would like has, them to keep all her features. That part has always been the case, yeah. but she was still African, though. No, that's what I mean. Like, I want her to be African, and I would love for her to have the white hair like Angela Bassett did, you know, yeah. and blue eyes, I, like sticks, but still look African though. Not like you said, not these other storms they had. But um, I, I guess I just got excited because I'm mean, not that say that Coogler and his team would be the ones that be have all hands on. But if Storm is going to be in the sequel, or now that Disney has the rights, if they are going to do, you know, a Storm or Origins movie or her own movie or just Ooh, part of X Men, yeah, I hope it's yeah. the same. I hope it's the same people who are associated with Black Panther that would get their hands on her character because I, I would feel they'll they do would, it justice because, because of the success yeah. of this film I mean right in, in the end of all things it's a business and this business is right it's about that money, money yeah. and they know that if mm-hmm. they have a successful formula they're going to use the people who who made it succeed in the first place so yeah exactly yeah. and as and a I just, fan I just, I just love feel like they, they, they won't the fuck women. it up what would you say? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No. No. That too. The way the, the way that they the the women their their poise their regalness all of that That's and a I can storm. just see that they need in that her for character. Storm. Yes. Yes. That, exactly. Regalness. Exactly. They need that regalness. That dignity and that like they do that quiet they strength do. that all all the women all the women in the movie had that from 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 mm-hmm. from Shuri to the to the older women to of course Angela Bassett. I mean she's. She, she could say the ABCs and it'll sound like she's like, like, like she's a right. strong black woman <laughs> who had to fight all her life. But yeah, but she that's does. What we yes, need. that's what we need. We we do, and and that's that's what I'm looking forward to. And my last last comment is this: the, as, as far as the women are concerned, what we saw with the the black women in this movie definitely was a a full manifestation of that one scene. And um, what was the movie where the woman walked up to him and say, "Move or be moved." 
Civil War. Do you remember Civil War? Yeah, where where she walked up to um, Black Widow. Is that who yeah. she was talking to? Yeah, she was. Yeah, she, she <laughs> walked. She she walked up to Black Widow and said, "Moved or be moved." And that scene was one of my favorite moments in that movie. The way that she was walking, the authority that she had, and again back to the regalness and the poise and all of that. And then now we got to see that full manifestation in the Black Panther movie. And I want that for Storm. That's right. what I need. But that's all I got to say. We'll get I'm it. Done. It's coming. Believe that. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Hope well, enjoy this all, extra y'all. jumbo we- sized edition. <laughs> this is jumbo this is about an hour and 25 minutes oh um no 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 i'm sorry it's like an hour um, yeah because the first one was an hour 20 we just went another 20 minutes so it's like oh yeah it's almost two hours well the good thing is if they didn't see the movie yet they would have a normal size one and if they didn't see the movie they're probably just as excited as we are so they should exactly yeah yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, then that is all, y'all. We will see y'all next time. Later. T'Challa. <laughs> Peace, y'all. T'Challa. T'Challa. All right. <laughs> 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 all right. We'll holler at y'all later. Peace. Peace.